The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to You Are Not Alone, How to Rise Above Life's Challenges with April J. Ford. April has faced adversity in her life, such as childhood sexual abuse and becoming a widow and a single parent at 32. Through all of her challenges, she has managed to rise above them and conquer her life. She'll help you to do the same. Now, here is your host, April Ford. Welcome to You're Not Alone, How to Rise Above Life's Challenges. I'm your host, April J. Ford. Our segment today is Do You Want Your Life to Matter? The Legacy Letters with K. Rue Papsritz. And before I bring him on, I always want to start off the show with a warm gratitude of hello to all of our You Are Not Alone listeners out there globally and internationally. And make sure you send me and my producer an email if you'd like to hear a specific segment that has to do with adversities and empowerment. And you can send that to Ford at joysofya.com. And that's spelled J-O-Y-S-O-F-Y-A-H.com. So I offer this show as an example for people who may feel alone during adversity, but they are not alone. Loneliness has been an overriding theme of my life and a challenge I've had to overcome. Your journey called life is filled with happiness, success, fulfillment, and even disappointments and adversities. I created a formula in four steps on how to have a blueprint to rise above these challenges. These four steps are recognize, respond, reevaluate, and rebalance. Now, this blueprint guides you on finding who you are and how to handle the challenges you're facing. This is how you will transition and transform into who you're truly meant to be. I believe on taking a holistic approach on implementing the four steps. So this show will bring on expert guests focused on empowerment. Know that there's gold to be discovered in our challenges. Know that you're not alone. Get inspired, uplifted, and empowered at our new time every Tuesday, 4 p.m. Pacific, here on Voice America. So on with our show today, best-selling author K. Rue Papsritz left his career as a filmmaker in Hollywood and returning to his ranching roots, worked as a cowboy on a cattle ranch in the Southwest where he began writing. He is now known as a cowboy philosopher in his new book, The Legacy Letters, recently made publishing history as the only book to win awards in both fiction and nonfiction categories. Although it is a work of fiction, it is being interpreted as an inspirational guidebook because it taps into a real desire to understand life's important questions and appeals to people who are hungry to find meaning in their lives. And I pose the question to our listeners today, what footprints would you want to leave for your children to follow so that they are not alone? Welcome to the show, Mr. Papritz. How are you? Well, gosh, it's awfully, awfully great to be on your show. And Carew, please, please call me by my first name. Thank you so much. Well, Well, tell our listeners out there, you know, what is this all about? What are the legacy letters? 
Well, at its heart, the Legacy Letters is a series of letters left by a uh, father who would never live to see his kids that eventually become for them their practical, moral, and spiritual guidebook. And these letters are everything from um, how to buy a used car, how to take care of a horse, um, love, and marriage, and travel, and um, how to get through hard days, and um, what to, how to raise your kids, and how to be 12 years old. There's a whole smattering of, of letters that concern themselves with just everything in life. And these letters are short. They're one to three to four pages long, but they're filled with this very honest and sort of truthful message that this father wanted to leave behind for his kids, his legacy, in effect. Mm -hmm. Okay. I mean, so granted that it's not a quote-unquote step-by-step action plan because we all know there's unexpected um, curveballs and adversities in life, but at least it acts as, it sounds like a guide, right? A guide to navigate life with. Yeah, and I think that's how, again, so your listeners really understand, this is fiction. Uh, It's fictional, inspirational, and yet the way that it's set up, people really take it as if it was a a true story. And that was was on purpose, a literary, what we call a literary conceit. You want to make, you know, because people will, they feel very strongly about it. But, and the way that the, the father you know, he's on, he has seven months to, to live, and essentially he goes back to his roots. He's up in a, what we call a cow camp, which is where he was raised when he was 10 years old, and sits down to write these letters. He doesn't know how long he has, um, essentially six or seven months left, leaves these letters behind, um, and his lawyer picks them up in the spring and brings them down and gives them to the children on their 10th birthday, and that's where the book starts. Mm, okay. No. You, was it a personal event, if I may ask, that inspired you to do this? Or how did the legacy letters come about? That's a great question. I think I had, a, uh, I think I had an early midlife crisis. Oh, okay. <laughs> so it was a personal <laughs> event then. Or if, or if someone said, gosh, you're lucky. You had an early one. <laughs> I said, yeah. <laughs> no, I think it was, uh, and I think this sort of brings in my Hollywood uh, background where um you know, I'd gone to school for filmmaking and uh, got into the business down in uh, Los Angeles. And uh, previous to that, I'd sort of bounced around the world and been a mountaineering guide and a rafting guide and loved being outdoors and and uh, challenging myself in different ways. And um, and here I end up in the belly of the dream factory. And it's it's pretty amazing. And I worked, through, worked my way through the... Uh, low budget features and the commercials and music videos and whatnot and then on to um the feature films. But I began to sense that, gosh, is this all there is in this sort of twenty four seven go 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 lifestyle? You know, it's Hollywood. The glitter and all that what and all whatnot and I said yeah. boy, I gotta take myself out of this and change my life up. And I did. I got came back to my roots and ended up on a ranch in, in, uh, in the Southwest, and that's where I started writing the legacy letters. Wow, wow. Like for some people, it sounds like, you know, for in order for them to, like you say, get back and grounded back into your roots, something 
tragic has to happen. But for you, it was just, there was some epiphany, it sounds like, that you had while being in the glitz and glamour of the Hollywood scene and environment. And you just took a moment and maybe took a step back of realizing that there's more to life than running and going, like you said, 24 hours a day. Yeah, it, well, no, that's a really good point. And I think for the audience, you know, we, we, we look at our lives and we say, you know, well, what am I doing here? I mean, I guess that's the fundamental question, isn't it? You know, mm-hmm. what am I doing here, and, and am I living my life to the fullest potential, or am I living my life uh, with, with passion? And, 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 and I found myself going, my gosh, this is, this is really not right in my heart and soul. I could not buy into the fact that I was going to be there another 30 years, and I, I couldn't stomach the fact that I was going to, die in Hollywood doing movies. Now, some people would love that, but mm-hmm. for mm-hmm. me, it wasn't my cup of tea. So, yeah, it was an evolution, but one day, the straw that broke the camel's back, this is sort of funny, um, I had talked to a um, a grip, it's somebody who works and moves stuff around. On the, He'd worked on movies going back to the dawn of time. And I said, I, I said, Bob, I said, You've lived a heck of a life in the movie industry. I said, would you, if you had a chance, would you ever, would you do this all over again? And he looked me straight in the eye and he said, no. Oh, said, wow. Yeah, he said, I missed my kids growing up. Aww. He said, um, I, my wife practically divorced me. Um, you know, and what do I have to show for it? Material goods in the end run? I, I, he says, no, I wouldn't do it again. Mm-hmm. He says, uh, for all the glamour, no, not at all. And so I really took that to heart. And uh, started taking these long, what I call, you know, like the Aborigines do the walkabouts throughout mm-hmm. Australia. I did a driveabout, and I was doing it all throughout the West, trying to find, like, you're trying to find some sort of, uh, like you said, trying to find epiphany, something that would sort of break the chain and, and get you to move on in a different direction. And, um, I, and I did it. And, wow. uh, and literally one day I was uh, hiking out in the Canyonlands of, of uh, Moab and... Uh, Oh, I think Utah. Yeah, yeah and the light yeah. shone down, and boom, it said, Hey, you're going to write this book. And I said, Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I sure, wrote. why not? <laughs> and, uh, and then I, I ended up in Arizona, of all places, talking to this old cowboy at a bar. And the guy, I said, Do you have any work? And he goes, oh, I know this, this, this. I got some work way in the heck and gone. I said, fine, I'll do anything. He says, it's putting up Bob wire fence pretty much by yourself. And it was. It was a, it, and talk about lonely, being alone in solitude. And you go from the middle of Hollywood right to the nearest neighbor is 14 miles by horseback. Mm-hmm. And there I started writing the book at Lantern Light in the back of my pickup. And really, you are, you're dealing with all the quiet and solitude and all the demons and devils and, and whatnot that just say, hey, I got a big playground to play in now. Let's, let's, let's dance. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I do want to say, make a comment on the whole being alone in solitude. I think that serves a purpose in a meaningful purpose in a positive way of having a positive self-reflection. But I think it, there's, you know, a borderline there where people tend to, you know, like go off the beaten path where they're completely isolated and they get into a form of depression um, that turns into something else. But, but but while you're writing the book, there's obviously some healthy form of self-reflection during that alone time and self-reflection time. Yeah, you're right. And it is, you're absolutely right. It's a double-edged sword, isn't it? 
Right. It can really it can really cut both ways. It can cut through the stuff if you're using it in a, a really constructive fashion, but boy, it can really pull you down into the abyss. And so, yeah, mm-hmm. that's a. And but at the same time, it's very. Um, like I say, it can cut both ways. It can be very cleansing, also. And then, and mm-hmm. for me, that was what it ended up being. Right. Now, how did you yeah. get the name? Did somebody give you the name, the Cowboy Philosopher? <laughs> I think you know what. All cowboys are philosophers. <laughs> so, you know, like, I mean, when you think about it, you're out on a horse, you're riding all day, you're pretty much by yourself, you're, you're looking at the land, you're looking at the clouds, you're looking at the gods, you're looking, I mean, you, you've got nothing but sort of time in your hands to think, and man... <laughs> and ponder in your thoughts. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I mean, these guys, I, yeah, like, I'm the first one, you know, and by no stretch, I owe a lot of, uh, I stand in a lot of great facts there, so <laughs> there's a lot of great thinkers, and there are a lot of, uh, and they're cowboys, so... <laughs> You get a little, get a little whiskey around the fire, and boy, they're going to pontificate about everything in life. <laughs> write a whole dissertation on your thoughts. Okay, <laughs> you get that. Yeah, yeah. So let's do this. We're going to take our commercial break, and when we come back, I want to have K. Ru dig into you know why are people really so excited about this book, the Legacy Letters, particularly you know with parents. So when we come back from our commercial break, we'll have him explain um, some of the intense interest on this book. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com Has life ever thrown you a curveball called challenges? Or maybe even a boulder called adversity? You are not alone. How to Rise Above Life's Challenges with Grace, Gratitude, Love, and Joy is about finding the gold in life's challenges. April J. Ford shares how tragedies from her past taught her the alchemy of adversity. Who we are inside and the way we handle the challenges we face is how we transition and transform into who we are truly meant to be. Pick up your copy today at www.feeljoyagain.com or by clicking on the link on the You Are Not Alone show page. Is the last time you saw sparkles of life in your day. Each day holds a treasure, the extra in the ordinary. It is too easy to miss them because they're familiar and we take them for granted. If you want to add sparkle to your day, listen to Mighty Gems, spotlighting everyday jewels with Dee Lee. She offers a new way to view the world and to discover your own Mighty Gems in daily life. Listen Fridays at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. If you're looking for tips for personal success, look no further than DJ and the Bear, keeping you at the top of your game with your hosts, leadership and personal effectiveness consultant, Dietta Jones and Richard Dent, formerly of the champion Chicago Bears. Together as a husband and wife team, they've raised a family, owned two successful businesses, led major philanthropic initiatives through their foundation, and lived the ultimate lifestyle. Find out their secrets. Listen every Monday at 5 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Pacific on Voice America Empowerment. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. Thank you. 
are tuned into You Are Not Alone. To reach April J. Ford or her guest on today's program, you may call in to 1-888-346-9141. Again, that's 1-888-346-9141. If you'd rather send April an email, her email address is Ford at joysofyah.com. Now, back to You Are Not Alone, How to Rise Above Life's Challenges. I'm your host, April J. Ford. Our segment today is Do You Want Your Life to Matter? And we've been speaking with K. Rue Papsritz. He was a former filmmaker in Hollywood, now a best-selling author of the Legacy Letters. And just before the break, he started to explain what these letters meant. And basically, they ultimately serve as a children's, you know, practical, moral, and spiritual guidebook um, for parents. So tell tell our audience out there, K. Rue, you know, why are people so excited about this book? I think that we're at an interesting time in our existence where we seem to be hungry, hungrier than ever for meaning in our lives. Um, and I, when I meet people who have read the book, their reactions aren't, oh, I just, I enjoyed this. They, no, they're, their confessions about mm. the what the letters are doing for them or what the letters are doing for others. And a great example, I was on a I was on a show the other day and I was coming back on a plane and I always carry a copy of the book and if someone's next to me I notice what they're reading and say, Hey, you wanna read this? I got a few hours to kill. This guy was across me in the aisle and um she said, I'd love to so she's reading the book and she's She's laughing and she's crying and she's sighing and she's, oh my gosh, this goes on for 40 minutes. Mm. And she closes the book and she puts it down. And I said, I said, I, I just have to ask you, well, you got a really strong response to this. And she goes, I go, why? I says, she said, I need to send this letter to my father. I need to send this to my mother, these two to my girlfriends, this to my son. And she went on, she had a whole list of things and at that moment, you realize that you're not the author anymore. You don't even own that book. You're just a messenger. Mm-hmm. And it's really humbling. It's really powerful that you've created this sort of comfort food book in a, in a way that's, that's, making, that's, that's giving people a sense of, of, of a different way to, to, to achieve whatever they want, whatever they're trying to find that that. that fill that spot in their lives, you know, that's, that's missing. Mm-hmm. Right, right. I mean, for to have, like you said, that reaction of laughter and with some tears and to have that strong emotional reaction must have been, you know, like you said, very humbling and great at the same time. Now, why do you think, you know, parents in particular, um, why are they having such a strong or intense, it might be a better word, interest um, for this book? Why, why parents in particular? I I truly think that there is this sense that that this is a back to basics book. Um, in the sense that it talks about this father saying, "Hey, you, you need to say thank you and please. You need to say you need to have this a handshake that matters. You need to look someone in the eye when you're talking with them. You need to be polite. I mean, the basics that are you know someone." would say they're old-fashioned, mm-hmm. and I would say they're not old-fashioned. They're timeless. 
there's nothing old-fashioned about being Manners, having gratitude, right? 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 Mm-hmm. Would you say so? Right. I totally agree. Yeah. Yeah. And so yeah. when people, and it's almost as if it's gone out of fashion to be, to 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 be polite to people, in effect. I mean, if that was the one thing we had to give to our kids, let alone everything else that's important to and, and how to raise them. So I think parents, the one message I seem to get from parents is they're so thankful that somebody is saying this, that somebody out there is sort of saying, hey, thank you. No one's out there saying this is, this is still important. Right. And that's what well, it I, shocks me. Yeah, yeah. I think it, it plays into the dynamics of the parenting in our household, you know, in this era that we live in as far as communication. You know, we have all these devices. We, we have laptops and iPads and smartphones, yet we don't seem to be communicating across the dinner table. And just the dynamics of the dual household parents or maybe single parent households where they're working and they may not have, quote-unquote, the time, their quality time, I should say, no. to teach their kids, you know, the basic matters and respect and gratitude or spiritual and practical um, yeah. guidelines. Yeah, isn't that funny? I, um, I, I, I was talking with this gal the other day. Um, I think she was in her early 20s. And we were having this great conversation. And her cell phone came on. And she immediately picks it up and starts talking to it. And then, you know, afterwards, without excuse me or anything like that, she puts it away. And I said, I said, Crystal, I said, I, I have to say something to you. I said, what you did was incredibly rude. And she goes, oh, no, I'm so sorry. What did I do wrong? And I said, we were having this conversation. You picked up the cell phone, you were talking, and all of a sudden you cut me off as if I didn't matter. Oh, wow. And she goes, I I didn't mean to do that. No one has ever, ever said that to me. I said, nobody has ever said that to you? And she goes, no. And I said, the most important place that you can be on the planet when you're with someone is, is you're, you're there. You're nowhere else. You're talking right, you're to them. You're looking to them. You're present. Yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah. She has thanked me. She's actually thanked me numerous times since. And uh, I, and it's so funny to hear that no one is actually saying those things. I go, you're kidding. That's amazing. Yeah, you would think so, it's common sense, but I think we just get into the grind of being yeah. attached to, you know, our cell phones. Like, oh, we got a text message. We got to, you know, you hear it ding and you just reach for it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it's that, it, you know, it's that addiction to the electronics. It's, it really is. I mean, it's almost a... Well, scientists have even talked about it being a um, a physiological addiction, the fact that it gives out dopamine when you get a text message, the same as a runner's high, and all this interesting stuff. But but ultimately, it's us parents who have to set the examples. And um, we talk about this all the time. My son and I were talking about this the other day. And, of course, he knows I'm very, like, excuse me, I, I need to take this call. And so he understands that. But right. just those small things are, I mean, those kids are watching you. They're watching your every single move. I mean, talk about legacy right there. I mean, boy, you want to leave legacy, you're doing it when you, I mean, you're showing them how to interrupt people and how to not give those thanks and pleases or how you are to your spouse or your, or your friends. I mean, every single thing, they're just latching on to going, ah, I'm going to be like that. 
Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, they pick up on your behavior patterns. You know what? I started, you know, I'll, I'll share something short with you and the listeners out there. I started something similar, and I can't wait to read um, your book, The Legacy Letters. I went to, I believe it was Barnes & Nobles, and I picked up, it looks like a little scrapbook mm-hmm. um, that's shaped into a letter form, and each page has a theme. You know, in the front, it says, letters to my baby. I mean, obviously, my kids are 9 and 10 years old now but it basically it says you write now read later and you treasure forever and each page looks like a little letter that you seal with different themes like you know what I want you to know about me the world I want to give you is one really special thing about you is like I said I'm just reading some of the random pages yeah and and because of my personal background of you know becoming a widow at 32 and them losing their father when they were only four and five years old I started to just write little notes in there so that they will remember some things about you know their father you know when they grow up this is something that they can read later oh that's wonderful that's a that's a beautiful beautiful idea I love that yeah, and I can't, like I said, I can't wait to read some of your book. And I saw, I'm going to share an excerpt I found on your website. I'm not sure if it's in the book. Yeah. Let me yeah. go ahead and pull it up. It says, a tragedy begins, a husband and wife separate, he's dying, she doesn't know, she's pregnant, he can't return. Now he races against time in the solitude of a mountain cabin in a faraway mountain range trying to finish. For his children, his captivating stories and memories turned into practical, moral, and spiritual instructions, now their guidebook to life. For his wife, his intimate words of great love and deep regret, now his journey of redemption, now her passage to forgiveness. Ultimately, he gives his final gift to her, to them, and now to us all. So share with us, you know, some of the stories some of your favorite letters or stories in the book. Oh, gosh. There we go. That's like <laughs> choosing between your kids. You <laughs> yeah. love me more. No, you love me more. Oh, you know, I, I mean, the, the politically smart thing would be to say, oh, I love them all. But, you know, it's a lot. Uh, it depends on my mood. And I'll tell you this. I'll tell you something funny, April. When, when I lose sight of what I'm doing in the world, I go back and I read this guy called Carew Papert's Legacy, who wrote the Legacy Letters, and I read his words, and I'm re-inspired because I'm not that guy anymore. Mm. You know, I've, and it's funny, I actually learn from myself those, in those letters. Um, you know, I, and actually I was looking at several passages of, of things uh, just to open the book. And the wonderful thing about the book is that you can really pick it up anywhere um, and read it. And, uh, and that's actually one of the challenges I gave to folks when I'm at book signings. I say, pick any, any page you want, and uh, I'll guarantee you'll turn to the next page, or I'll give you your money back. And they always look at me, and they laugh like, mm. sure. And they pick up the book, and sure enough, they're turning page after page after page. But if I could indulge for a second there's a it's strange there's a there's a funny one called the everything and nothing of money and i think this will um apply to your readers and money can buy you everything to fill your time but it cannot buy time itself and things are definitely not time in the beginning you're given a lump sum of time and every hour lived is an hour spent no getting a life loan to buy another year 
No asking for more credit to purchase a few more days. No borrowing from your buddy a few bucks to buy a few more hours. And in the end, are we remembered for what we bought or for the quality of time we spent in living? Are we remembered for how tightly we chained ourselves to the work wheel or for the person we were with? Um, we were with our families and friends, what we did, uh, uh, did for others and how true we were to ourselves and the life we led, not just for what we did with our lives, but how we did it. Because I'll tell you right now, little ones, when push comes to shove, no one's asking to work another hour to buy another something while tossing around on their death sheets. Wow. Amazing. And like I said, it really depends on your mood because it's where we are, what stage or phase or season we are in our life. And it's, you know, we turn to a page and this is something that speaks to you versus, you know, the next, the next letter. I love it. I love it. Yeah. So, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So I'm going to have K. Roo share with us more of his stories when we come back from our next commercial break. So after these messages, I'll have him share a few more stories of letters. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com Joy's Gift is a 501c3 nonprofit that empowers women and youth to transition from tragedy to triumph, from loss or sexual abuse. Our program emphasizes a foundation of developing true self-mastery of independence. Our services provide a support system and infrastructure of wraparound resources for services focused on mental, emotional, and spiritual healing. Restore someone's hope, love, peace, and help them develop self-mastery of independence by sharing your gifts with Joy's Gift at www.joysgift.org. That's joysgift.org. Our world is shrinking. We get information across the planet as fast and as easily as across the street. Lately, it seems as if none of it is good. The world has become so addicted to negativity, fear, drama, and our kids are learning fast. Are you worried about your teen? Do you know where they are, who they're with, and what they're really up to? Power of Peace Radio tackles real issues that are changing the minds of the next generation. Get involved in the conversation on Monday evenings with Kit Cummings. Pop Radio is about interrupting and redirecting those who are on a dangerous course and bringing light into dark places with powerful topics and real stories. We bring hope to those who need it most because hope is the new dope. Power of Peace Radio, Mondays at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 5 p.m. Pacific Time on Voice America Empowerment. Like so many others, do you put on a game face to the world? The pressures of work, home, and personal life exerts its toll on us on a daily basis. Yet, it feels risky to let others see what lies beneath the facade, let alone talk about it. What would be possible if we could connect with each other at a deeper level, in the place where our shared humanity lies? Tune into Stories from the Heart of Leadership with host Shamin Sadek to discover how to do this in your own life. Listen live every Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific, on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com 
are tuned into You Are Not Alone. To reach April J. Ford or her guest on today's program, you may call in to 1-888-346-9141. Again, that's 1-888-346-9141. If you'd rather send April an email, her email address is Ford at joysofyah.com. Now, back to You Are Not Alone, How to Rise Above Life's Challenges. Welcome back. We've been speaking with Kay Rue from the Legacy Letters. And just before the break, Kay Rue, what was the name of that letter that you read from the book? That was called The Everything and Nothing of Money. Okay. Now, what is that similar to the, what is the greatest gift you can give anyone, including yourself, since it has to do with time, or is this different? Oh, that's different. No, that's a different letter altogether, so. Oh, okay. Well, let's talk, let's talk about that. What's the greatest gift you can give anyone? Time. The okay, are you going to share with us? Oh. <laughs> oh, did you want me to read that? <laughs> yeah. Oh, you said, I have to find that son of a gun. <laughs> oh, that's funny. I was, I was wondering, yeah, the gift of time, when you think about that, that's the one gift that, you know, it's, it's ephemeral and it's, and it doesn't, uh, yeah, it's 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 not. What, what can I say? It's well, I know well, time is I, the most important currency, so that that is the most important gift you can give. You know, anyone, including yourself. Right. Yeah, you're reading the book, so I actually have to find it. I wish I knew those letters, and I wish I had memorized my own book. So. <laughs> Sorry to put you well, on here, the spot there. Oh, here we go. Wonderful. All right. So let me have a let me have a quick crack at it here, if I can, real quick. Um. Time, the most valuable gift next to life that you'll ever be given, more precious than gold. And you should squander gold before you throw away time. Because time is the greatest currency we are given to spend. And how we spend it becomes the big question. Yet because we have not earned time, we do not give it much value. And we humans are squirrely like that. And so that's one of the passages from, from time, the first and last gift. Okay. And what do you teach in the book about love? Is there anything about love and relationships? Oh, love. <laughs> <laughs> you really open it up there. There's, there's, yes. And what's interesting is he separates from his wife under these tragic circumstances. So this, in essence, is his redemptive act. And the way he goes about it in these letters is he sort of, he comes in through the back door as if he's, you know, giving his love to his children. So for whatever he did, he wants to, this is his penance. And he eventually wants to make up to his wife for whatever we did. And again, these are personal, private letters. So we don't, we don't know what happened between them. And that's one of the enduring mysteries that remains in the book. But you can tell this is a man that's, that has taken this loss to heart and is trying to redeem himself much like the many journeys that we're all on. Right. Right. And for his unfortunate situation, like you said, he's basically on his time clock and his dying, you know, dying moments there when writing these letters. Yes. Yeah. Never, never to live to see his kids nor know that, nor to know their names. Mm. 
Okay. Yeah. Well, tell tell us what are you expanding with the legacy letters as far as music? I heard something about music in your upcoming projects. Well, this is sort of fun, and I think this is the first time it's ever been done in publishing history. <laughs> Another first, but so that your audience knows this, this book is um, so the children grow up with these letters. They decide they want to give 40 of the over 200 letters the father leaves behind to the world. So they basically figure out the timeline of his last seven months and choose 40 letters that have moved them or were powerful, and they give the feeling of the last seven months. And um, what happens is, is when you come to the end of this, this little book here, that you say, gosh, I wish there was more. And there is more. The Legacy Letters Complete is coming out. It's all 200 letters. Oh. And when is that? What's the timeline on that? Uh, when is that coming out? Yeah. Oh, I, well, it, it's, it's all dependent upon this little book. So as it, as it goes up the bestseller list, the more and more people that buy it, the sooner we're going to be bringing it out, hopefully next year. That's what we're planning. The book is all ready to come out. It's, uh, but we're just, we want to make as big a splash with this as possible. And so this, the little book is the appetizer. The big book is dinner. And dessert is the music the father left behind. So there's music that actually goes with the big book. And it's, uh, it's all recorded and ready to go. Wow. And, and is it just you on the tracks? Or do we recognize some of the artists as far as no, the music? No, no, it's just me. No, it's, 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 all, it's all my own work. So I've been playing and writing music all my life. And that was one of the things that I wanted to integrate within the book. And the father even talks about the playing of music. He refers to it, how the music comes to him. And, and there's even a letter in there called Listen to Your Pappy's Music. And he talks about his love of music and his love of jazz and classical and, he, he's, and rock and roll and whatnot. But one thing, I, these letters take place many, many, many years ago. And it's sort of interesting because we don't know when they were written. We know they're in an earlier time, but we don't know how far back. So they're not modern-day letters, in effect. They're, but there's a timeless sense to them. Ah. So does the music act as a companion book or a yeah. guide well, to yeah, a little yeah, book or the big well, book? Yeah, yeah okay. like an adjunct. To, yeah, exactly. Okay. Well, it kind of, you know, with anything with music and sound, it breathes life into, you know, the words and the pages. So I think that's a phenomenal idea. Well, thank you very much. I appreciate that. Yeah. So tell us, you know, what's the book launch you know, that you're doing? Tell us, tell our listeners how they can the, get involved with that and what it is. The, the great legacy letters book, book balloon launch. Well, I'll tell you, I've been doing these sort of, these one of a kind uh, book signings. And people would ask me, well, why are you doing these things? And I said, you know what? I, I really like living life to the fullest. And I wanted to exemplify what was what the father was trying to, you know, tell kids, which is, you know, live life to the fullest, be passionate about life. And I thought, you know what, let's do that with these book signings. And so last year I did the first ever modern day whistle stop book tour. I went from Orlando, Florida, all the way to Niagara Falls and had book signings on Amtrak on the train and we're standing up and doing there. I got on the Today Show briefly outside. We did a book signing there. We did, I created this thing called the pop-up book signing where I'd show up with books and a sign and people would come around. And, and then I went up to uh, the Northwest and Washington State and did a book signing on top of Mount St. Helens. Oh, wow. Right there, this right is like there, a radio show. Oh, yeah, but top of the volcano. For those that don't know that it went off, uh, let's see, some 25 years ago or so. 
uh, up on the Space Needle doing rafting and things like this. So I wanted to come up with something that, that I thought kids could really like. And one day I was thinking about this, this sort of a funny story. I said, oh, why don't I do something crazy like go over the Niagara Falls while I'm signing a book? Yeah, right. That's not going to happen. <laughs> And then I thought, you no, it kind of yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, we'll, capture, we'll capture it all on YouTube as I'm going down. Um, but then I thought, uh, wait a second. And these fireworks went off my head. I thought, no, why don't, we, why, don't we, why don't I put a balloon on the barrel? I said, no, that's ridiculous. Why don't we put a balloon on the book and watch it sail away? And I thought, and then I began to sort of mull over the idea. I love the idea because like all of us as a kid. Yeah. yeah. The old, you know what that is? It's the old message in a bottle idea, right? Mm-hmm. So we'd watch this book sail up and I thought, oh, we don't want to send a book up. And I thought, no, we'll create a miniature book on paper. So it's just a couple sheets of paper. That's what I've done. And there's a letter on there that you can write to somebody. So when you go to thegreatbookballoonlaunch.com. You can register. This is all free. You can send a copy of the book up there. You can write something in the letter saying, hey, this is who I am. And there's a number on there, a serial number, that, that will actually, the finder of that letter can put into the website, and you can see how far the book went. Oh, so do you print out you print out this little pamphlet and then you yeah, send it exactly. off? Yeah, exactly. And you attach it to a balloon. You can literally tape it to the balloon if you want, or you can put it in a plastic bag. However, you want to attach it. Okay. And it just goes away. And the one nice, the other nice thing too is that we can show our kids is that for those that want to learn more about the book or read the book, um, uh. We're doing a charity portion of this in that uh, the proceeds, part of the proceeds of the book will go to either the Make-A-Wish Foundation, Reading is Fundamental, or the Military Mama Network. And you have a choice which one you want to pick. And the Military Mama Network helps out military families. So you can Hmm, pick out where your donation wants to go to. Oh, that's awesome. So let's tell them the website again. It's the great book balloonlaunch.com and when does this start when can people start participating start in right this? now you can go right now we're going to go through fall and on to next summer and so it's um and then it'll actually show where you're at on the map when you register and uh yeah we're starting to get a lot of people on board people are sort of funny they go what they said about uh, and, but kids are like oh that's great oh that's cool they get it right away they're like oh put a book yeah in the i think it's pretty you know, cool to actually see where your balloon um, lands on the map. So it sounds like you've got some sort of tracking device online where you can log back in and see where your pamphlet or balloon landed, right? Well, actually, someone has to find it. Now, we do, we've thought about putting a tracking device on there, which that would be really fun. But uh, we have to make it as cost-effective as possible so everyone can, can do it. You can do it as many times and as you want, and you can get your friends together in churches and in offices. And it's, it's, yeah, it's starting to catch on. It's really fun. Awesome. Awesome. And tell us again, um, you said this is going to be going on through now, through the fall. I mean, this is a great back-to-school event. I mean, kids are going back to school now. Yeah. Yeah, and you know, for parents, what's really fun, um, we're going to start sending out, um, we're going to put something on there so that schools can use it for um, meteorology or for math or for geography and have like a little lesson plan or something. They can say, hey, if you did this, think about you know, 
what happens when the balloon goes up to the stratosphere? Does it, you know, does the ice blow it up, or what happens, or the geography, how far it travels, or the mathematics of it? And it's really, we're, we're just having a just a really enjoyable time with it. And and again, it really comes back to the heart and soul of the book, which is living life to the fullest and however we can do it. And so I'm trying to trying to give a little bit of that with the with the book balloon launch. Great. That sounds actually fun. Have you guys been able to track on your website how many uh, balloons have been found and how many you guys have put on the map so far since you just started? There's been, there's been I think, two, three, four hundred, if, if I'm not mistaken. And I haven't, uh, you know what, I've been holding off on finding how many have been found. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I'm like, I just... I want I want so many to be found because it's you know that's a lot more fun. But uh, I think that they're starting to be found, and I'll uh, you know I should report back to you and let you know. No, oh, awesome! Like I said, schools just started, so that'd be fun, cool project for the kids, and it also has a charity. Oh my gosh! Yeah, yeah, yeah. And one of my favorite is uh, Make a Wish Foundation. I've met. Um, the founder, Frank Shankwitz. So I'll be, make sure that he listens to this episode as well. Oh, gosh, thank you. That would be wonderful. Yeah. So let's go ahead and take our last commercial break. And when we come back, K. Rule, uh, if you'd like to share more of your stories from the Legacy Letters and any other upcoming projects that you'd like our listeners to um, keep an eye out on the horizon. So when we you come bet. back, back with K. Rue. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com Has life ever thrown you a curveball called challenges? Or maybe even a boulder called adversity? You are not alone. How to Rise Above Life's Challenges with Grace, Gratitude, Love, and Joy is about finding the gold in life's challenges. April J. Ford shares how tragedies from her past taught her the alchemy of adversity. Who we are inside and the way we handle the challenges we face is how we transition and transform into who we are truly meant to be. Pick up your copy today at www.feeljoyagain.com or by clicking on the link on the You Are Not Alone show page. What makes you the best you can be? Is it money? Is it success? Maybe it's love, a good career, home, and family. Could it be a bit of all of these things? Be the best you can be with Dr. Linda Sanicola, along with her featured guests, will bring you the tools that could be the answer to the questions you've been asking. You'll get to the root of some of the problems that have been keeping you from being the best you can be and tackle them head on. Listen every Wednesday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, noon Eastern Time, on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Follow us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. You are tuned into You Are Not Alone. To reach April J. Ford or her guest on today's program, you may call in to 1 888 346 9141. Again, that's 1 888 346 9141. If you'd rather send April an email, her email address is apriljford at joysofyah.com. Now, back to You Are Not Alone, How to Rise Above Life's Challenges. 
Welcome back. I'm your host, April J. Ford, and we've been speaking with Katie Rue Papsreds, the best-selling author of the Legacy Letters. And just before the break, he shared with you guys the website, if you guys want to go ahead and participate, the great book balloon launch that uh, dot com, excuse me, the great book balloon launch dot com. Go ahead and join in um, for you guys to download a few of the um, sample letters in the book and you guys can add your own messages kind of like message in a bottle and see where the balloon goes and we'll track or hopefully somebody will find it and then they can track um, where your balloon was found so Kru, tell us I mean have you ever you know has any of your readers come back to you and say um, you know ask for suggestions or advice you know your, your book touches on a lot of practical tools and, and guide as far as you know, morals and, and spiritual guides or just life skills itself. But have you ever approached it in a, what what was that column called before, the Dear Abby column? I mean, have you guys done that? <laughs> it would not be something to, to be like Dear Abby. Do you know, April, I, I was thinking about something before the show um, and how how people have approached this book because it's it's really interesting when you have sort of an, an actual guide, you know, sort of, here's how to fix the motor. And we all like those type of things. But there's that other part where when we hear our granddad tell us, well, when you're, you know, when your dad was around and he was trying to fix the motor and he'd scrape his knuckles on this and this, and he did it this way and I told him to do it this way. And all of a sudden, you learn that particular event or how to do that much better. And why is that? And, well, for and the connection, the emotional connection and the meaning to it. Exactly. And it's a story. Mm-hmm. And we are evolved to listen to stories. Do you ever see when a person says in a room, when you're in a room full of people, and the speaker says, and I have, I have a little story to tell you, and you watch perceptibly as everybody calms down and they wait for the story. We yeah. love to have stories told to us. And so what I think is interesting about the legacy letters, it almost acts in a sense like the Bible or Aesop's fables, and in that it's not so finger-pointy telling you exactly what to do, but it comes through the stories that the father is telling to the children about things he's done in his life, story that's happened to him, the memories in his life, and how it directly leads to why you shouldn't do something or why you should. And so it becomes much more, like you said, the emotional connection. Mm -hmm. And so I think when your mom says, don't do that, it's much more effective when your grandmother says, well, your mother did this, or, you know, someone else has a story to tell. And I think that's that's the unusual power behind this book is that their mm-hmm. stories and people come and then they take their stories and add it to those. And, and it's just, it's amazing. Wow. Have you ever gotten people to submit their own stories and you've, you know, somehow crafted it within the legacy letters as like a new addition maybe? No, although we're, we're talking something along that about how, um, sort of famous people have left legacy lives or a combination of famous people and sort of all of us, other people coming out next year. Uh, we're talking about that idea. Um, but the stories, gosh, I, I tell you, 
the, the stories that people tell me about their lives are just extraordinary. Um, a real quick one I want to share was I was at a book signing and I, this mother and son were coming by several times and I said, come on over. I'm not going to bite you because, you know, the cowboy philosopher wears a cowboy hat, right? And he looks like a big <laughs> scary author. And so they come on over and I tell them about the story and, and the woman, the, the mom says, oh, that sounds interesting. And I go, oh, yeah, that, interesting. The second dirtiest word in the English language. And she laughed. <laughs> and I said, I said, look, let's, let's open up the book and you read it. And I guarantee you're going to like it. And, you know, you're your money back, that thing. And she laughs. And I said, you too. He was on his cell phone. Back to that. So he was a teenage yeah. kid. Yeah. So they pick, up the, they pick up the book on one page and two pages and three pages. And, oh, wow. And she sets it down. She goes, I'll take two of them. And I was like, what? <laughs> really? Wow. So she goes away to go buy the books. And the, and the boy's just waiting there. And I said, I said hey, I got, I got a level with you. I got to tell you. I says, I didn't think you were even going to read one page. And he turns to me and he says, he said, I wish that the guy, I wish the guy in this book were my father. Oh. I mean, he said it like straight out. He says, why did you read? He says, I wish the guy in this book were my father. And I was like, ah. And all of a sudden you're home. You're like, Mm -hmm. you're not even the author anymore. You know, just amazing. So, so in, in closing, yeah, in yeah. closing, Kira, I wish we had more time with us today. What do you want to leave our listeners with? You know, what is the one thing that we can do today that will help us, you know, leave or lead a life of legacy? What, what can they do? I would like your readers to think about the, uh, the game of regret, okay? I want you to think about the thing that when you are, you have... You're on your last day of your life and you go, oh, I wish I had done this. Wow. And I want you to think about that right now and implement that in your life. I wish I had spent more time with my kids. Really? Start doing it now because the life, it's not what you leave behind. It's how you live now. That's the legacy that you bring. So whatever that thing is, I wish I had traveled more. Well, guess what? Go travel more. Go do it. Start mm-hmm. making that an active part. But think about it almost like an exercise in, an exercise in regret. Wow. Start from there and work backwards and say, I'm right here. I'm not going to regret anymore. Wait, that's, that's a good closing question for our listeners out there. You know, fill in the blank. I wish I had done this. You know, whatever that this is, whatever that blank is. Alrighty, everyone. I'm April J. Ford here on Voice America with You Are Not Alone. I share my story and this show so that others can share their stories and have their glory so that others don't have to experience the extremities of what I face but would be able to take the fruit of my adversities and prosper with it. I give my permission to allow people to borrow my belief and my faith. I give my love and light so that others can illuminate theirs. I share my joys and blessings so that others can share theirs and let others know you are not alone make sure you go to feeljoyagain.com to receive your weekly words of joy and how you can take part in the four steps remember there's gold to be discovered in our challenges know that you're not alone get inspired uplifted and empowered every tuesday 4 p.m pacific here on voice america We appreciate your joining us this week for You Are Not Alone. 
Please tune in for another edition with host April J. Ford next Tuesday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time, 4 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. We can't wait to talk again next week. We'll be right back.